We used to live on the 12th floor of a tall apartment building in Hong Kong. I remember a typhoon hit Hong Kong one year, and on one night, it cut off the electricity in our entire neighborhood. It was a scary night. All five of us sat closely together in bed. A few candles lit up our apartment. My heart jumped whenever thunder struck. Despite my anxiety, I remember mom and dad's occasional laughter gave me a sense of security and a sense of togetherness. felt that way for a long time. distractions, the forgetfulness, the obligations. The flow of life kept these in the closet for so long. The feelings of those years, what a difference. The first tapes in this box were recorded a decade ago. It's only appropriate to begin the film there if I were to make one. Sitting around Dad's apartment reminds me of the time when he and I used to live together in Hong Kong. Being alone most of the time, I wandered around aimlessly in the empty room and waited by the window for his return. He used to work around the clock in order to save enough money to bring me to America. Mom, Andy, and Mimi were already living in Los Angeles. Mom worked as a nanny for a lawyer in return for our green cards, while Dad and I stayed behind. I was nine years old then. Now I'm living with him again. 
it's hard to believe that over 15 years have passed. If he were an artist, he would be a minimalist. He is practical and self-sufficient. He enjoys simplicity, hates excess. He works at a label-making company. He sometimes salvages sheets of unwanted labels and sews together pillowcases and blankets. He uses mint-flavored dental floss for stitching. His logic is, it's stronger than regular thread, it smells good, and you can use it to floss your teeth in bed when you wake up. Okay, I did my job. I used to hate his cooking. Always plain and without much salt or any spices. After my complaint, his answer was, you want to taste the food's real flavor? Why so salty and oily? Don't spend so much money on unnecessary things since you don't even have a job. I put the fit here. I put some onion. I see his point whenever I look at my bank statement. Green onion, green onion. I put a fish to the wok and... Sometimes it's very hard to accept his simple ways. And put the... But for some reason, I like his cooking now. Cover... I don't know if my palate adjusted to his cooking or if he adjusted his cooking to my palate. I remember staring out into the Pacific for the first time in Santa Monica. I was nine. I thought if I tried really hard, I could see Hong Kong on the other side, or even swim back. But the deeper I follow the waves into the darkness for signs of lights, the more I realize it's impossibility. The reality translated to pain, but it didn't register until much later.
nerve nerve wracking. Everything is good and today is a uh, Chinese New Year. So it's a it's a wonderful day. It's a happy day. How Michelle doing? Michelle's doing good. I believe she's resting right now. And we are on on the way to the hospital to to visit her and the baby. The baby is very cute. Sam I still remember those very first days after arriving in Los Angeles in 1985. Andy showed me around the neighborhood and took me trick-or-treating during Halloween. It felt really good to be with my big brother once again. I thought I was still dreaming. Oh, sorry, sorry. I still can't believe he became a father today. Elgin is the first uncle. Yeah. You okay? Please. Yeah, that's well, normal okay. when they first get okay. up. Uh huh. Okay, thank you. Uh -huh. A birth changes things. Hopefully for the better. Was it like this, when mom and dad had us? Was the love between them like this? makes it the first time for all of us. Andy and Michelle are parents for the first time. I'm an uncle. Mimi and aunt. Mom and dad, now grandparents. David is the first step-grandfather. I'm happy for them. But I'm also nervous for our future.
有碗有碟,有碗有碟 第二個沒有那麼辛苦了,就是你要給你的方程式 嗯,哎呀,哎呀,媽開眼了 I realized that mom and dad got divorced on my very first day in Los Angeles. I remember feeling very puzzled as to why David was living with us in the same house. The confusion soon turned into bitterness and anger. We never called David stepdad. Dad and him used to be good friends. David and us have a mutual respect for each other, out of the necessity to avoid any more conflict. Once, Mom and David got into a big argument. She took off in his car. He went outside to look for her. We were silent and afraid. An hour later, they came back together. They went straight upstairs and closed the door. From that moment on, she never drove again. It seemed she lost a part of herself. When we argued with him, she no longer defended us. She uses the we form instead of the I form whenever she talks about how she thinks and feels. We wanted her to go back to dad. She wanted us to forget the past, her past. She and I don't talk much whenever we're on the phone. It seems the more I say, the more problems arise. After a while, the trying got too painful. 
sometimes it's better to just let things be. The West referred to this ceremony as the handover. China called this the reunification. Watching this 1997 footage of Britain returning Hong Kong to China makes me think about my family. Do we leave Hong Kong because of this moment? because we fear this moment. Since the Iron Curtain lifted up after the Cultural Revolution in the 1970s, millions of China's children uprooted themselves from their homelands and scrambled to cities. Some across oceans and left their families behind to find work. Even though my family was from Hong Kong and not from China, for some reason, we did the same thing. Watching the governor leaving on that day saddens me. Not because I miss seeing the British go, but because it reminds me of myself leaving Hong Kong.
Always times his arrival after mom's departure. Sometimes I still wonder why she left him. Maybe because very few people could appreciate a minimalist. Do 你實際的表示你個人都不喜歡去訓練的 唔係,唔係,八一年嚟啦,八二年 這裡不是一個高中免費的還有就是早餐的事現在在香港為什麼我留低呢還有你留低呢就那時想你留低讀多一點中文那時候阿彭都讀到差不多五六年了他每一晚回家他每一晚要離先他不懂得沒有所謂他不懂得去洗過你洗過留低跟我不對了留低阿彭也不對了你來到你都陪到我妹妹你來到夢下就是你小哥媽媽去幾時話離婚他說話離婚的真的 但是Uncle Jim说不行 
，我都唔使積呢個嘢啦。啊，你都冇，你都唔會揸嗰、那個嗰、那個誒啲截圖數碼相機影啊嘛。媽咪同你講話離婚，嗯，嗰陣時你誒覺得點？佢問清楚點解啊咁啦，咁佢講個咁嘅情況咁啊算數咯。誒，有咁嘅事發生，咁仲有得掹啊？掹到冇用啊！誒，但係有啲人咧，誒，過分啲，知道都唔講我聽得咗。貪啲小便宜，但係你成請佢食飯啊，買啲嘢俾佢啊，佢出賣我，你早啲講我聽就唔會，梗有辦法。所以有時啲親戚嘅嘢啊，蝕底啲咧，佢就出賣你啊嘛。你嗰時好嬲，輝哥都唔係啊，冇嬲啊，嬲媽咪都冇嬲，兩個冇嬲，因為你哋俾啱照顧你哋咁就好嬲。嗰時嚟到乜都都冇，又冇車，又唔又唔識人，你嬲又點啊？嗯，希望佢啦，佢哋照顧你好啲啦。咁你哋有新車坐，有好住，咁我算數，係咪？嗯。有個 Oldsmobile， 我冇咁嘅車啊嘛，我買個爛車。你自己一個寂唔寂寞㗎？梗係有個寂寞啊！嗱，我而家有嘢做啊！我我我我得閒，我揾啲嘢做啊，寂唔寂寞啊？嗯。嗯，得閒我做下呢啲。你冇想話要我第二個 girlfriend？ 誒、哎，呢啲梗係遲早問題，神嘅安排。我喺大陸啊，有潮州有個睇相醫先生話，話我而家冇揾住，六十一歲啦，實有㗎。你同我睇過掌相啊？六十一歲，你一路好好㗎啦，而家開始。嗯嗯，搞掂。It's easy to talk to Dad openly about our past because I lived with him the longest. His perspective naturally became my perspective. I realize that now. It was one-sided. I remember standing next to Dad while he took these backup photos. I remember thinking how strange it was for someone to take pictures of pictures. When I recently asked him whether he still has those wedding pictures, he said he had thrown them away right before our move.
爸爸，你几时翻嚟啊？几时翻嚟喂我啊Three years before my own departure from Hong Kong, Dad and I dropped off Mom and Mimi at the Hong Kong airport. I was six years old. Andy had already gone a year before. I remember watching silently as they went into the departure gate. I thought I would never see them ever again. For the next three years, Dad and I continued to live in our tiny unit on the 12th floor of our apartment building. While he was at work, I sat around a lot. I remember how I broke Dad's brand new stereo system. I imagined myself playing piano on it by pushing off the buttons. The music on the cassette tape sounded interesting. I thought I was being creative until the machine stopped working completely. Another time, I drenched my neighbor's drying laundry by pouring buckets of water out the window. Moments later, I heard loud banging on my door. I pretended that I wasn't there. I also remember the time when Dad and I waited for the bus one day. Our bus stop was the main stop for all of the bus lines in our neighborhood. Many buses parked there, and their poisonous exhaust lingered behind. Although I knew that the air was poisonous, I somehow felt a strong urge to inhale it. I must have stood there for more than five minutes with my mouth wide open, trying to soak up the black smoke with my lungs. Soon afterwards, I developed a cough. When it worsened, Dad took me to both Chinese and Western doctors. The cough medicine that they gave me didn't work. They couldn't figure out why. I knew why, but didn't tell them. 
I was just glad to spend time with Dad as we went all over town to find a doctor. I sometimes pray to God in the dark before bedtime and ask him why I couldn't be in America with my mom and siblings. But when he finally granted me my wish, I thought he was playing a sick joke on me. Dad's cousin picked us up from the Los Angeles International Airport and drove us to Mom's house about half an hour away. When we arrived, Dad told me to walk up to the house and ring the doorbell while he gathered my luggage from the trunk. I arrived at the door and knocked. Mimi opened the door. Andy stood next to her. I recognized him but she was a stranger to me. I don't remember how long it took me to realize that she is my sister. Dad took my bags to the door, greeted Andy and Mimi briefly, told us that he'll schedule a time to visit us, then left. Can I see myself? Can I see myself? Can you see yourself? Yeah. Like, really, uh, with, with, um, with what? Is that black and white? Yeah, I have it on night shot. That's why your eyes are like weird. Here, here's without. How about um? Can you put um um? With. Oh, that's night prettier. Pretty yeah, well, it's because you're whiter. No, because it doesn't show so much impurities. Mhm. Mm Detail. Mhm. Mm okay, now now show it in um no. color. One color. Yeah, just to see. That's the real nice color. shot. Ew, man. <laughs> What's up? Well, show us the detail. What happened, man? What happened to my face? I got shot or something. Being together with Mimi and Andy again was the happiest moments of my childhood. It felt like I found one of the two main pieces of a puzzle.
任何人无关。呢次已经过咗啦。I didn't sleep very well last night. I woke up this morning. Still trying to digest what Mom has said last night. Her words, the image of her face in the camera's viewfinder, and my dreams all meshed together in my sleep like a storm. We had the same discussion before, but last time it turned into a big argument. I remember I was so frustrated that I lashed out at her and made her cry. I told her that they were terrible parents and didn't know how to care for us when we were younger. I called David a backstabber. Mom and I didn't talk for months afterwards. I was afraid that this time we would end up on the same path again. This time, I wanted to understand what she and David went through in raising us up. I decided to keep quiet and just listen. I was very nervous, anticipating what she would say. My uncertainty probably made her defensive. An on-camera interview during dinner time wasn't exactly visually pleasing. No, I'm just, I'm just, I just want to understand it for myself. I just wanted to get it over with. Mm-hmm. Okay? Jason 
阿黃嬸咧就話唔租嗰間屋啦，咁我只有諗第二方法啦，同阿輝哥兩家商量。嗯、o、okay, K， 我應承佢做。阿江生有個條件，佢話你同我做 business， 我賣間屋俾你，就我將你啲人工啊扣咗就係單，係你嘅單批文啦。O K， 咁話好，咁啊做啦，因為我成冇錢啦，連間屋都未見過㗎。點樣樣都未知㗎，淨係知道個地址㗎咋。因為我要生活，要揾個竇口。好啦，即係等於第二次賣身啦。第一次賣身呢，就攞到幾多六卡啦，博到，啱唔啱啊？第二次賣身呢 o k 阿輝哥同我商量過 ，OK， 應承去做呢份工啦。咁要公屋㗎，咁啊。只有阿富威哥負責啦。To take care of the mortgage, David found cleaning work inside his building. It was a six-hour routine every day after school. Two hours to get there by bus, three hours to clean, one hour to drive home. The males vacuumed the carpets and threw out the trash, while the females wiped off tabletops and glass doors, and washed coffee pots and mugs. We usually ate dinner at around nine. Not much time for homework after dinner. 嗰陣時咧，阿輝哥啊得五蚊一個鐘，你乘下啦，四十個鐘。夠唔夠養活條養活頭家啊？唔可以嘅喎，所以咧就要揾 showroom 嚟做啦。就越嚟越多，或者你嗰陣時覺得好辛苦，係啦，捱死我哋啦，又冇得享受，冇法子啦。因為你你係我個仔，我保護你喺度住，只有我能夠做到係咁嘅啫。因為你爸即係嗰個善養法 ，try support。三個細路仔，當時就係俾一百六十八蚊咋，三個啊，食飯都未夠啦，啱唔啱啊？何況啊，仲要買鞋、買衫、買襪，係咪啊？所以呢，都話得到阿輝哥又都係支持，冇工啊都有啲路嚇，係咪啊？在在我的學校的時候我沒有辦法去學校 I fought his harshness and blocked his negativity with all my effort, for he had no more physical power over me.
做嘢係辛苦，但係讓都過去咗啦，唔好再諗翻轉頭啦，自然啊！你認為唔合理都已經過去咗啦，冇唔合理嘅，因為我窮啊嘛。如果我你媽咪我係本事嘅，又唔需要你捱得咁辛苦啊，係嘛？就係、是、我冇本事，所以你就要跟住我捱啦。但係已經你哋已經捱脱苦海啦。十八歲以後讀到你哋嘅好書，求到你嘅好學問，啊，咁你哋已經好心滿意足啦。After college, waves of emotional pains began to surface in the forms of anxiety and depression. When I went back to Los Angeles, I moved in with Dad. He did his best to nurture me. This was also the time when I picked up the camera and started shooting. Is it because of our age? I think it's because of our age. Did you have any reasons for that? Did you have any reasons for that? Yes. Did you want to come to the United States? I don't have any reasons. 啊！佢嗌我嚟，我咪嚟咯，陰差陽錯，好啦。佢點解想嚟嘅？嗯？佢個 reason 嚟做咩啊？佢個 reason 嚟咪嚟，我點知佢做乜啊？或者呢度好世界咯，諗住啊，咁係對年青人係好噶，事實上係好嘅喎。對年青人啊，唔通如果你喺香港樣都咁狹窄，係咪啊？人哋讀得好書，梗係人哋好啦，啱唔啱啊？改變一生喎、啊，你知唔知啊？咁如果你唔喺香港幾狹窄啊？幾多輪到你你去讀讀醫生啊？又要有錢喎、啊，依度唔使喎，依度只要你有人才得啦，你就可以乜都做到啦。就算你喺香港，你根本冇法子讀到大學啊！字，你嘅資質冇資格去讀啊，讀阿彭哥。而家你哋啊，自動自動生活啦，亦唔好諗翻從前。你只係諗翻從前，我係咁辛苦捱咧，就因為你哋係 first generation 嚟嘅，所以你捱得咁辛苦。如果你想唔捱都辛苦，你咪勤力啲做工咯，揾多啲錢享受下咯。得先，做人就係咁噶啦。點嗯點解你同爸爸離婚嘅 ？What do you think of him？ 哦，呢啲係我嘅嘢，我唔應該講出嚟。呢啲係上一代嘅嘢，我應唔都唔需要同你解釋。OK， 冇乜歪嘅，冇乜歪嘅。每一個人有每一樣嘅人。You just, you just don't love them. Okay, 我唔需要解釋係甩抑或唔甩。OK，、mm. 我亦唔想講咁多嘢添。OK。依件事已經係過去咗啦 ，never come back。No, I understand. I, I know. Never, I know. never talk about。冇人可以問我 why。甚至我媽媽死咗佢嗰時都未問佢我 why。你做仔嘅唔應該問我 why。OK？ 依啲係我嘅私人問題，我有權唔答覆你哋。你亦唔應該了解咩叫 why。O K。O K。
，亦唔應該你上一代乜嘢，樣樣隨緣啦。咩叫隨緣啊？嘅問題咧，人哋好難講俾你聽噶。That's true。總之而家我 feel 到自己 happy 啊，平安啊，我啲仔女大曬啦，我啲仔女大曬可以自己獨立啦。哦，咁我已經 feel happy 算數噶啦，我責任完成咗啦。你唔好問翻我以前 why 嗰啲嘢係冇價值嘅嚟嘅 ，not worth it to ask me why。OK， 而家 no reason 我講翻俾你聽乜嘢 why， 已經過去咗啦嘛。Don't look back， 只有向前望。OK， 做人啊永遠都要向前望嘅，冇 look back。嗯。亦且冇 if 呢個字，如果我唔乜喎，我就唔會乜喎。Never has a if。OK， 依個係我所教訓你。你而家係處理翻你自己嘅問題，唔係處理翻你你上一代點解會咁 ？None of your business，OK？、Okay? 過去就已經過去咗㗎啦，冇話 why。啊咁樣我咪唔會咁啦，已經係冇可能再講得翻㗎啦。做人做事一樣，第時你行到嗰條路。或者你都會係咁做。阿媽咪啊，讀書啊就係渣，冇人話，哎呀，你俾啲心機讀書啊，啊好辛苦噶，冇人咁講過我啊，阿志。如果有人咁教下我啦，我都唔會行差踏錯。I didn't realize that she has her regrets. I only hope that she'll share some of it so she can let them go. This was not the right time, for it was forced. Perhaps this is the beginning of many future conversations in more proper settings. I can now see their desperation in providing for us. Maybe that's why David used to be angry all the time. He had to work for children that are not his own. Mom and David had to be on the same exact page in order to keep the family alive. Even if it meant that we children had to sacrifice a part of our childhood. From so many offices that we have cleaned throughout the years, sometimes we would wonder where did all the money go. He has his own issues.
These photos are from the Library of Congress. Photographer Lewis Hine documented the lives of these children between 1908 and 1924 for the National Child Labor Committee. Many of these children worked over 12 hours a day and didn't go to school. Obviously, our working condition wasn't nearly as hard as these children's, but our struggles were similar in spirit. Lewis Hine captured these images with compassion. He gave these children a voice. He gave them dignity. It comforts me to know that my experience is not an isolated incident and that I'm not alone in history. I love this poster. It says, every child should work but the work must develop, not deaden. Encourage work if it trains the child to be a better citizen. Stop it if it merely makes money for parent or employer. We must not grind the seed corn. It's true that the past is the past, and one must look forward. But the only way that I can look forward to my own future peacefully is by understanding our experience and to get a sense of her relationship with dad at the time. I don't want to blame her or David anymore for the divorce. I just want to understand and see things for what they are. Look at them from some neutral angle at a distance. Maybe living in New York now has allowed me the space to reflect. The question is, why would you continue to be with someone that you don't love? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. I feel that she's most happiest at that place than she would ever be with Baba. Which is good. Now I'm happy that, you know, that um, they are where they're at because that's, that's, that, that makes the most sense. Mm -hmm. It would have never made sense that Baba and Mommy would be together. Mm -hmm. Mimi and I went to the same college after we left home. We lived together and got to know each other a lot better as siblings. She studied human development in school and thought a lot about our family in her own way. While I was merely receptive to explanations, Mimi actively found answers. She actually talks to mom. She understands mom the most because she is a much better communicator than I am and simply because she is a woman. It wasn't that they were out getting along, it was getting, getting by. They got married and um, mommy hated his guts. Mommy said she never loved him. She just married. Mm -hmm. And then had Andy and then you and then me. Mm -hmm. It was just she thought, hey, you know, it's time to get married and find someone to get married with. 
And she decided to go with the flow, go with the plan, which is not her decision. It was Baba's decision and sacrificing her life to come to the state with the children and, and completely separate herself from her family. At that time, if you really think about, she was only 30. For a 30 year old to be without her husband's support, working as a nanny in the Lord's house, that gave her the freedom for the first time in her own whole entire life to be able to freely explore something that she missed out in in her life, maybe being single or just finding her true love. And she found someone who can actually have a common, like a common interest. She rather pick someone who's going to enjoy the moment, live for the moment, which is completely, extremely different from Baba. One is, you know, really easy go, you know, easy and just, kind of play it by ear, have fun, party. And one is like practical. We have to plan out, everything has to be this way. That's how I see it. So mommy's never like Baba? She never fit well with, with Baba in the first place. Mm -hmm. Baigo and mommy is actually a perfect match. Their childhoods and values are just too different. Dad was born in Vietnam, in the Chinese section of what was once Saigon. During the unstable years before the war, Dad escaped from Vietnam to Hong Kong by himself as a teenager and had to find a way to survive when he arrived. He never stopped surviving since then. Mom, on the other hand, was brought up in a big family in Hong Kong. Her goal was to simply enjoy life to the fullest. She didn't expect to come to America to struggle so hard just to survive. She wasn't prepared to think about what this move would do to her or to us. A relationship cannot last without that agreement and values. I feel a sense of growth all around the house. Every time I come back, I would notice another new plant that they brought home from somewhere. A lot of parents replace their children with plants after their children had left the house. It must be good therapy. Okay. 
It's sometimes a dream of mine to see the two sides coming together, sharing the same space at the same time, being part of an important family event. I don't expect them to talk at all, for their calm presence together is enough. Though I know that it won't happen, I can at least entertain this idea a little through the magic of editing. Let the scene serve as a sort of memorial to our past. to get married in Hong Kong. It was a good idea since both of our families lived there. This wedding trip became a nice family reunion. the nurturing and support from the family, the warmth and enthusiasm in everyone's voice and laughter. It was so real and beautiful. This is the sense of closeness that I have always yearned for while growing up in America.
was back in her native elements, playing the role of the older sister in family. Mimi looks very pretty and elegant today. Mom and all the aunts try their best to pass down their experiences to her by preparing the rituals that properly send her down to the path of building a family. It was nice to see her connecting with her old childhood friends, some of whom she had known for over 50 years since grade school. Like her, they're grandparents now. Mom only had one week to be in Hong Kong. We scheduled our days to visit as many relatives as possible. I asked her one night if she ever thought about going back to Hong Kong to live. She said that she's used to the comfort of Los Angeles. I don't think I can ever live here again either. And I thought New York is bad.
dad came to visit us in Hong Kong after mom had flown back to Los Angeles. Mimi and Calvin got together a small makeup wedding dinner for dad. It was very informal and simple, just the way he likes it. Next day, we walked around the city and dad showed us around Central. It's been 25 years since we were in Hong Kong together. He seemed to have forgotten where some of the places are. It's only natural for those of us who have been gone for a long time to reminisce about the glories of our past. The locals look at us from behind a glass wall with both sympathy and annoyance. Family, of course, will always pamper us while we indulge in our sweet memories by bringing us to places that we once went to. Strangers, on the other hand, annoyingly tell us that the past is dead. Get on with the present. There's truth in this view as well. It's important to embrace both of these views, the nostalgic and the practical. to take the bus right here. This bus could go to a Yiro. 
your bus stop, 89 bus. And you, you try to ticket there so you get dropped off? Yeah. Oh, really? Because Baba doesn't like to take the subway. It's like expensive. expensive. The bus is cheaper. How do you know? Because it always takes forever. I used to walk on this skyway every day, going from one building to another, from one neighborhood to the next. I used to sometimes play this game by running through it quickly, dodging people left and right. I can now visualize some possible running paths through this crowd. It's a pretty challenging one to get through right now. Because some of these folks have once been my neighbors or friends at one point. None of their faces seem familiar at all. Only the place. Do you remember this? At all? This is the place you were running around all the time. I forgot how calm and comfortable this place was. Were you happy? Here? Here. Remember any of this? No familiarity. I've never at all. seen this place in my life. Wow. She left the neighborhood when she was four years old. Her first memories started in Los Angeles. It would be nice if Andy was here with us just the three of us. He could show us where he used to hang out with his friends. You want me to take you? Huh? You want me to take you? I'm take you. Want me? No, you. The ambiance is surprisingly the same as it was in 1985. I'm glad that this place is far enough from the city 
where it doesn't require much change except for maybe a new paint job. Many places are not so lucky. How can a society progress without having to sacrifice its essence? Hello! Those childhood days were so simple and complete. Thank you, Lord, for leaving this place so intact and pure for me to return to. I should visit more often. After all, I'm an adult now.